Hello and welcome to the Simply Wall Street Market Insights. My name is Michael, and this week we're covering part seven of our Big Trend series. This week, we're having a look at how technology has and is disrupting a few important industries, namely advertising, education, and agriculture. But before we get started, here's our quote of the week. Nothing is impossible. We merely don't know how to do it yet. Thomas Edison. Now, let's dive in. Ad tech. Increasing effectiveness of advertising budgets. The advertising industry has undergone a secular shift over the last two decades, and that trend is going to continue. Global advertising revenue is expected to top $800 billion in 2023, with around 60% of that going to digital advertising. The chart in the article, which we'll provide a link to in the show notes, shows where ad dollars are and aren't going. Their usual suspects are still in decline. It's no secret that Alphabet and Meta platforms have used technologies like AI and big data to build the biggest ad platforms in the world. But there are many other companies leveraging these technologies to build very profitable companies too. Advertising via traditional mediums like newspapers, satellite and cable TV and radio has two major problems. Firstly, an ad's effectiveness is difficult to measure. Secondly, advertisers have to pay to broadcast their ads to the medium's entire audience many of whom may not be in the advertiser's target market. Both of these problems can be minimized with digital ads. Digital ads can be precisely targeted to consumers based on their demographics, interests, and purchase history. They can also be tested and measured based on engagement, and in some cases, direct sales. Advertisers can then refine a campaign until they have optimized the return on investment before scaling it up. When advertisers know a campaign has a positive ROI, return on investment, they can increase their budgets. So in aggregate, more effective advertising tools lead to growing ad budgets and a bigger market. The biggest winners here are the platforms with the largest audiences, namely Meta, Alphabet, Amazon, Tencent, and ByteDance, the people who own TikTok. These companies provide their own tools to help advertisers manage ad campaigns, but companies also need to manage their budgets across multiple platforms. Demand-side platforms like The Trade Desk allow advertisers to plan and run campaigns and buy ad space across multiple channels. The likes of Adobe also offers a demand-side platform besides providing the tools that many creatives use to create these ads. Sell-side platforms like Magnite and Pubmatic help media channels and content creators sell ads. Roku operates on both sides, bringing viewers, media channels, and advertisers together. Some of the other companies that provide services around digital advertising include Digital Turbine, HubSpot, Double Verify, LiveRamp, and Perion Network. And yes, there's an ETF too. The Smart ETFs Advertising and Marketing Technology ETF is focused on both advertising and marketing tech companies, so it includes CRM providers like Salesforce. Streaming platforms like Netflix are also getting into the ad arena and competing for ad budgets with ad-supported subscription plans. They published a Netflix 2023 upfront piece in May this year and covered some of the metrics in the advertising business, which were quite impressive for a business that's only six months old. However, that doesn't mean the space is getting too crowded either. Advertisers are moving their budgets away from cable and satellite networks, which are seeing their audiences decline. According to Research and Markets, the global market for digital ads is expected to grow at 14.7% annually from 2022 to 2027. They attributed this growth rate directly to a sharp increase in smartphone penetration, internet users worldwide, and social media adoption. Now let's move on to edtech. Education technology, 
more ways to learn. Like a lot of tech industries, the EdTech, or education technology, space accelerated during the COVID-19 pandemic. But the interest didn't end there, and EdTech startups managed to raise $10.6 billion in 2022, a year when venture capitalists actually backed away from many other areas. The forecasts in the article show the global EdTech market is expected to almost triple in size over the next decade. There's far more to EdTech than online learning. Some examples include, programs can be personalized according to a learner's strengths and weaknesses, students can progress at their own pace and around a flexible schedule, and EdTech solutions can be scaled up to reach millions of people at an affordable price. EdTech solutions can and are being used to complement traditional education at the school, college, or university level, but they are also becoming invaluable for adult education. Jobs are evolving, new skills are needed, and entirely new careers are emerging. This has prompted millions of people to enroll on platforms like Coursera and Udemy to learn specific skills by completing short courses on a flexible schedule. Like anything that gets digitized, online learning platforms generate data, and that data can be used to refine the process and improve outcomes. All the major tech innovations, including AI, big data analysis, augmented reality, and even the metaverse, could be used to improve education outcomes and potentially reduce costs too. Have a look at our top EdTech stocks collection for a few more ideas in this space. Now, let's move on to agricultural tech. AgTech, innovations in our food production. AgTech isn't really a new concept at all. Last week, we looked at the use of automation and robotics in agriculture. This is really just a continuation of a trend that started amongst ancient civilizations and continued through several industrial revolutions, namely, mechanizing tasks that were previously performed by hand. While this automation continues, other technologies are being deployed to improve the efficiency by growing more with less land, water, and nutrients. To do this, startups and large companies alike are experimenting with technologies ranging from AI to computer vision, 5G networks, and drones. The tailwind behind tech innovation in agriculture is the fact that the world's population is still growing and incomes in the developing world are increasing too. When incomes increase, protein consumption increases too. This inevitably means that food production will have to increase too, in the face of land and water scarcity and climate change. Here are just a few examples of where agriculture may be headed. 1. Canadian startup Real Data AI uses computer vision to monitor individual fish in aquaculture farms. The system is used for early detection of diseases and to optimize feeding to avoid waste. 2. Bee vectoring technologies uses bees to distribute a naturally occurring fungus that helps fight crop diseases and pests. 3. Bird Control Group sells laser scarecrows that can startle birds, don't worry, it's harmless, when they are close to their crops. And 4. Trace Genomics uses DNA extraction and machine learning to provide data and insights from soil samples. These companies are startups or relatively small private companies, so they aren't relevant to public market investors, at least not yet. But there are thousands of similar startups experimenting with new ideas around the world, and it seems likely that they will have an impact on food production in years to come. For now, investors are limited to the more traditional groups of larger listed companies, including food producers like Tyson Foods, fertilizer producers including Nutrien, companies that provide seed and crop protection like Corteva and FMC, and farm machinery makers like Deer & Company and CNH Industrial. These companies will have to embrace the types of innovative solutions listed above, or at least acquire those startups, 
and how they do that will determine their competitive position in the future. So while advertising tech is now a mature industry and education tech is gathering momentum, the really innovative solutions in agricultural tech are only just emerging, but those tailwinds should be around for decades. What else is happening? First, a recap of the key data releases we mentioned last week. China's central bank cut the country's one-year interest rate for the fifth time since 2021, but unexpectedly left the five-year rate unchanged. While the rest of the world is still fighting inflation, China is actually facing deflation and an economic slump. Two, New Zealand's retail sales fell 1% during the second quarter as higher rates continue to take their toll. Economists now believe GDP during the second quarter may be lower than expected. Three, in Europe, the HCOB PMI flash indexes were slightly weaker than expected. Manufacturing demand was better than expected, but weak estimates from the services sector weighed on the composite index. And then, a few news items that we thought were worth noting. NVIDIA's second quarter results were one of the most anticipated of the year, and the company did not disappoint. The key number, data center revenue, was $10.3 billion, 28% higher than expected. The company also expects third quarter revenue to be around $16 billion, up from $13.5 billion in the last quarter. Clearly, the demand for AI chips is very real. The question now is how well NVIDIA and its manufacturer, TSMC, will be able to keep up with this demand. 2. BHP Group, one of the world's top iron ore producers, reported a 37% drop in full-year profits. The company reported a 23% drop in profits from iron ore with even bigger declines from coal and nickel. BHP's profits were impacted by lower commodity prices rather than lower volumes. Key events during the next week. Trade data dominates over the next week with the balance of trade figures in Germany on Tuesday and Australia and China on Thursday. Australia's interest rate decision is due on Tuesday, followed by second quarter GDP data on Wednesday. And then to the end of the week, Canada's employment data will be published on Friday. Second quarter earnings season is winding down, but there are still some key cloud software companies and discount retailers due to report, and they are Neo Inc., Pinduo Duo, Best Buy, Big Lots, Ambarella, CrowdStrike, Salesforce, Okta, Chewy, Viva Systems, Dollar General, UBS, Broadcom, Lululemon, MongoDB, Sentinel One, and Dell Technologies. That's all for this week's Market Insights. Thank you so much for listening. And until next week, invest well. Simply Wall Street analyst Richard Bowman and Simply Wall Street have no position in any of the companies mentioned. This article is general in nature. We provide analysis based on historical data and analyst forecasts only using an unbiased methodology and our articles are not intended to be financial advice. It does not constitute a recommendation to buy or sell any stock and does not take into account your objectives or your financial situation. We aim to bring you long-term focused analysis driven by fundamental data. Note that our analysis may not factor in the latest price-sensitive company announcements or qualitative material.